Doubt? The absence of faith? I don't think so. Let's get into this. Abbaology Insiders, welcome. This is the Abbaology Podcast, and I'm your host and the founder of the Abbaology Movement, Jake Stringer. This podcast is dedicated to transitioning people from the judicial to the familial, from theology to Abbaology. This is your home for free Abbaology content. I will be assuming a few things about you. Number one, you're ready. Number two, you're hungry. And number three, you're excited. So come along as we transition from theology to Abbaology. Waver, hesitate, shift between positions, a double stance, uncertain at a crossroads, to mentally waver in opinion, to halt. What do you think that is the definition of? That is actually the biblical definition of doubt. And interestingly, this is the word used in Matthew 28, 17, which is when Jesus is giving the disciples their great commission. And it says, and some of them doubted. Now understand and remember, these are men that walked with Jesus in the flesh for three and a half years. They saw him heal lepers, raise the dead, heal the woman with the issue of blood, and on and on and on, supernaturally multiply food. They saw these things with their eyes. They heard God confirm to them through a bright cloud in Matthew chapter 17 that this was the Messiah. This was the one prophesied of. This was the Son of God in whom God was well pleased. When he spoke, God was speaking. They heard the Father confirm that. They had all these experiences, and yet they stood there and wavered and hesitated as Jesus asked them to really leave the system they had known their whole life, which was Old Covenant Judaism, and that had gone back with the Jewish people 1,500 years. That was how they lived, with a temple-centered, sacrifice-based system of relating to God. And Jesus was sending them out, and they doubted, even though they had had all those experiences. I want to take this word out of the realm of things that are forbidden, Doubt is actually supposed to be part of our walk. A lot of us have been told that doubt is the absence of faith. But that's just something that men made up. The Father never said that. Jesus never said that. Paul never even said that. It's just made up. It's just a way to dismiss anyone questioning things. Doubt is really the presence of scrutiny. It's the evidence that you're taking things seriously. If a belief cannot withstand scrutiny, it probably should be left behind. And there's no more unforgiving light than the light of Abba. If we take a lot of these doctrines and we filter them through the Abba filter, they get stuck in the filter and they don't come through. For instance, take a thought like, you don't have to ask a loving father to, quote, show you his face. You know, I don't know how many times in worship growing up, and I had a sincere heart that I would plead, show me your face, show me your face. You know, you don't uh, have to surrender to a loving father. A loving father doesn't use his kids. That's what I mean by putting it in the light of Abba, which is the revelation that Jesus and Paul 
really brought. So if we're never presented with new information, if we never entertain it for any length of time, many of us were told any teaching other than what we're hearing from our pastor, for instance, could be potentially deceptive or dangerous, stay away. At the church that my wife grew up in, the pastor literally said, do not listen to any other teaching besides mine. And it scares probably most of the church into obedience. That's the thing about fear is it brings about a modified behavior and it can get a desired external uh, obedience that you're seeking if you're the one bringing the fear. But it doesn't work on everybody. And there are still people, people like you and me, that are not satisfied with being told, don't question. You're weak in faith if you question. You're weak in faith if you waver or hesitate. And many Christians never get the opportunity to waver or hesitate because they're so afraid of being deceived or that any new teaching is is dangerous that they never entertain the information long enough to even be forced to make a choice between two opinions or to waver or hesitate because nothing new is coming in. We've camped out, we've hammered our stakes into the ground, and we're not going anywhere. You know, in that same passage, the word disciple is used. And that word, the definition of that word, is to progressively learn to grow mature, enroll as a scholar. So being a disciple of Christ, most Christians we'll meet are going to say, yes, I'm a disciple of Christ, but millions and millions have been camped at the same understanding for decades, and that's not a knock on anybody, that's just a reality. The culture has become window shop churches until you find one where they teach all the things you already believe. And then you sit there every week in a lecture format, and they confirm things you already believe. That's how you get amens as a preacher, I can tell you. I've been preaching for six years. So you get amens when you're teaching things and preaching things people already believe. When you begin to challenge them, and especially when you significantly challenge them, when you are you are testing you're scrutinizing pillars of people's belief systems, you don't get as many amens. Because what happens is in people's mind, what they've been indoctrinated with their whole life is slamming up against the new information you're bringing, and and most people dismiss it. Some people are excited about it. It's just how it goes. It depends on where people are on their journey. I've really had to learn over time not to be forceful and try to impose where I'm at or what I'm hungry for on other people. That doesn't work. Now I wait for the door to open, for people to um, you know, show curiosity or even ask me about things, and even then I trickle it out. I don't open the fire hydrant wide open because you can drown people. And that's part of the shift from theology to abology is maturing out of a mindset that says my theology is right and being combative with people who have other theologies to really having a father's heart with your own growth and especially when you relate it to the the growth of those you do life with and your friends and family people grow at different rates they have different levels of passion and hunger for growth 
And people like to feel safe. So if we put ourselves in other people's shoes, their doctrine is their safe place. So if you push on it too hard, they begin to feel unsafe. And when people feel unsafe, they tend to lash out. So if we, quote, father the situation, we're the ones walking with that understanding. And love is patient. And love is kind. When, when we're primarily theologically minded, kindness can take a back seat in a, in a doctrinal debate. And what takes the driver's seat is needing to be right. When we begin to shift and mature and have a father's heart and be more Abbaology minded, we don't need to be right. The theological mind likes to know its doctrine works. It, it's God is certainty. You develop loyalty to the doctrinal camp you've been in for a while, and then growth or shifting from that actually feels like disloyalty. So we can be mindful of that as we're shifting to Abbaology and maturing. We can empathize with what people are going through because we've gone through it ourselves. If we're continually growing, the opportunity to waver between two opinions, which is what doubt means, is also going to be ongoing. When you begin scrutinizing your beliefs, you will waver between two opinions regularly. So shift your expectation to knowing those moments of crossroads are going to come. Then you won't be blindsided. You'll see them from long away. As soon as you hear a new thought and you'll be like, oh man, you know, if I receive that thought, that means I need to release these five thoughts. (laughs) And it becomes this journey, but it requires trust. You know, say you start a ministry based on the loving heart of a good father, and you can barely keep 15 or 20 people, but right down the street is a church preaching how hot hell is and how the rapture's coming and you better get your life right or Jesus is going to leave you behind. And they've got 2,500 people. And you got people that come and then they leave and they come and then they leave. And what's happening is you are presenting people with an opportunity to waver between two opinions. And a lot of people will go back to what had felt safe for so long. Don't take it personally. Don't let it discourage you. Because those people that do choose the path of what you're presenting them, imagine the shifting they can do in their sphere of of influence, the people they do life with as they grow, shifting from theology to Abbaology. And guys, if you haven't, before we sign off here, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, that would really bless us. It helps us show up as a related podcast to people already listening to this type of message and get to the ears of the people that are ready for this shift. See you next time, Abbaology Insiders.